0: My I see it, I want, it, I want it, it. I yellow.
3: It is now. Um, welcome to the Tracy and Craig Show. Uh, Craig, you here with me?
1: I am. Good morning, as you would say.
3: Good morning. <laughs> it's morning somewhere. Yeah, right. Pretend we're on the west for, coast where it's warm. For college,
1: for college kids. Remember, I used to wake up around exactly. this time. Exactly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go to classes, you bad boy.
1: <laughs> well, I, I didn't schedule morning classes normally. I've never been a morning person. Uh-huh.
3: I understand that. No. I really understand that. So, kind of what we want to do today, um just it's probably be our last show of the year. We've got both of us have travel coming up. I'm probably going to do um well, I am doing a, a show for our Friday show, but um this is probably the last Tracy and Crick show of the year, but we will be back better than ever, better than ever, can't talk, um, by the beginning of the year. And we have some pretty awesome guests already lined up that I'm excited about. Uh, we don't have confirmed dates, so I don't want to get people too excited, but uh, good stuff, um, I think. Um, so... But what we want to do today was just kind of look back at the year that was and kind of also what we hope to see in the new year. Um, you know, we, we don't have any, we're, we don't have any, you know, formal thing that we're going to follow, um. You know, I kind of hope to look at the good and the bad of 2016, um, and also look at you know, kind of what I what I hope to see happen in 2017. And uh, first of all, I need to thank my uh, lovely co-host for buying me for Christmas. He got me a. don't blame me. I voted for Hillary t-shirt. And I love it. It is wonderful. And I plan to wear it to Mississippi. Um,
1: no.
3: Just to get That would probably
1: be greeted very very well in Mississippi, huh?
3: <laughs> yeah, that it, it could be a hate crime waiting to happen. I, yeah. Seriously. But I don't plan on really getting out anywhere. I, mean, I don't think my dad would do anything. So, well, Except <laughs>
1: you, you don't know, think that's nothing. Like I don't think my dad would do anything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I know he wouldn't. He just he wouldn't be happy with it. But right. you know, he had a don't blame me, I voted for Bush sticker for so long and I hated those mm. damn stickers, so I'm getting everyone back who wore those things or or had those on their car. Um, yeah. So
1: But you're very don't
3: I love it. I love it. I love great t-shirts, and I'm wearing. And I'm. Um, someone sent me a shirt. It's a Hillary shirt, and it says "Move over, boys." I'm wearing that today. I believe I'll wear it out in public. I have to get out later, so. But <laughs> I'm still pushing it. You know, I'm not ashamed of who I voted for, and um.
1: I'm mean, even no. seeing a trending hashtags on Twitter saying "Never my president." It, it it was not my president, and now it's never my president.
3: <clears throat> yeah, I actually—it's um, weird. I said that last night, and then I mean, I'm not saying I invented it by no means, but then I see that um, it's trending now, and I'm like, I um, like it. Because I put not my president, never my president. And I've been sending that to Donald quite a bit.
1: He hasn't blocked you yet?
3: Good thing I don't use <laughs> my full name on here because I'm pretty sure the IRS or somebody would be coming after me. <laughs> but Donald hasn't
1: blocked you on Twitter yet?
3: No. <laughs> I want him to go off on me. A lot of people um, – that know me know that that has been my goal on Twitter is to get Donald pissed off and make him blow up because he just likes to blow up a little bit of anything and <sighs> I just can't get him to bite. <laughs> but I I sure have I've I've tried. I have given it's it. It's only a matter
2: goodness. of
3: time. Yep. I a lot of um, a lot of our followers. There's several of our followers. Um, he has blocked. A good job, guys. I'm proud of you.
2: <laughs>
3: you really pissed the man off. Maybe send me some tips on what I need to do. Well,
1: I don't if I can't do it, I mean, I wrote, well, I wrote a book called Orange Is the New Crazy, based off of <laughs> Mr. Drumpf. So if that can't get me blocked, I don't know what, what the secret is.
3: Which you guys should buy for Christmas presents. It's still not yeah, too late. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if the person wants uh, the Kindle version, you can get it immediately. Um, Thank
2: It's <laughs> a great
3: book. It's hilarious. It's a must-have for 2016. So I definitely I – will, I will pimp your book out. I um, was not actually
1: intended when I said that, but thank you.
3: <laughs> I know that. I know that. But, hey, I if I want to say it, I'll say it. Right on. Right on, right on. Mm-hmm. So, sir, um, what are you going to – when you think on 2016, um, what's the one big thing that you're going to – uh, remember, and we can talk about, you know, some of the things that happened in 2016, but what's going to be the the one big thing you, you know, look back on and remember, holy hell, did that really happen?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think I'll be thinking that very thing for years to come, just looking back at 2016 and saying, wait, did that, did that year actually happen? And I've been hearing a lot of late-night talk show hosts and just random people I I bump into pretty much saying the same thing, that uh, 2016 was not the best year in their lives, to put it nicely. (laughs) But hopefully we can put a positive spin on it at some point during the show. But the one, one thing I think I'll remember is just this kind of overwhelming attitude of, rebellion, of, of this revolution mindset. And I, I, say, I, I say majority of voters this year, both on the right and the left. I mean, with the left, you had the Bernie Sanders movement, which came, I mean, when Bernie Sanders announced he was running for president, there were, what, ten people there? <laughs> and a lot I'm of right. the late-night host kind of made a joke out of it, oh, this guy has no chance. Mm-hmm. And, and he didn't win the Democratic nomination, but, but he came a lot closer to, to winning the primary than, than most people expected. And uh, oh, on, the yeah, right, he did. on the right side of the spectrum, there was Donald Trump and there were 17 GOP candidates. And among them, several quote unquote establishment candidates. There was Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz, Lion Ted as Donald called them and Rand Paul and what goes on and on and on. And this this businessman with no political experience whatsoever, the GOP primary. And it is any other election year. I I think things would have been been, turned out differently in the two primaries. I think Clinton would have won early on in the democratic primary. And who knows in the GOP primary, there's so many candidates, but my guess would have been Rubio or Bush. And so, I mean, just throughout the entire year, there seemed to be this kind of overwhelming dissatisfaction with the establishment of politics and, and wanting some kind of revolution and not really caring what, what the name was, what, what the face was, what the history was of, of the individual, so long as they were outside of politics, so to speak, and they had, they had a people's vote.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that definitely um I agree with that and I mean I I will definitely uh, remember the the revolutionaries and you know those of uh, I mean I consider us that. So, you know, um mm-hmm. there's some awesome people out there that are, I mean, I'm not in competition with other um you know podcasts I mean, we all have a place out there, and there is, i I know more and more people that are starting um podcasts that um is you know it's breaking away from the mainstream media and um and that's what we need I mean our mainstream media oh, that's not what I'm gonna remember, but it's it's just turned into this kiss ass show and um. You know, I, I we we need more people bringing the truth and being revolutionaries. Um, you know, and just you know, call it like we see it. Um, you know, I, I there are, there are two
1: sides to that, though. I mean, with podcasts like ours, we, we do a lot of work to try and research matters and act fact check, right? comments made and actually bring forward the truth the actual truth but then on the other side of the spectrum there are a lot of podcast or podcasters who believe that conspiracy theories are more factual than actual
3: oh yeah and And
1: so they they, they, they call they call that their truth you know
3: (laughs) yeah i I mean, I just happen to know a couple of people that, you know, have started and, like, our friends that Together We Stand. I mean, mm-hmm. they're getting the word out there about, you know, hate crimes that are happening, mm-hmm. um, trying to get justice for families. Um, and, I mean, I'm all for that. I, I don't, yep. you know, I don't have a problem with that at all. And, um, and there, you know, there's some others, too that I know, that I I trust that, you know, they're not going to turn into um, conspiracy theory university, you know. Um,
2: Trump University.
3: Yeah, I get what you're saying. We definitely need people who are going to bring the truth and do the research and um, you know, not bring these false news stories that has been a big issue this year, Mm. but um, for me, I, you know, and and I hate that this is what I'm going to remember 2016 for. But it's just the outright hate that is going on in our country. Um, the, the racial divide, um, you know, the way. You know, if you're not a, you know, no offense to you, but if you're not a straight white man, it's been a hard year. Um, But now you're progressive, so it's probably not as easy for you. But straight, I should say Republican, man. And, um, you know, one thing that I'll never, ever forget about this year is what happened at Pulse. Um, I wasn't expecting to get directly right into news stories just yet, but that's that's one example. Um, And the countless number, number of black men that have been killed by police, you know, while they're running the other way, um and they don't have guns and um you know we we see just so much hate the Islamophobia um xenophobia but you know whatever you want to call it people call it different things and um you know our last year we lost 23 transgender women um, To violence Hate crimes um, We way Surpassed that already um, And we still have a couple More weeks left in the year And it's it's staggering The amount of Especially since the election The amount of hate That has risen I mean I thought it was bad already But um you know, you hear about things like that high school that the other team was all black, and the the whole bleachers with the students, her and the team turned their backs to them, and they were and they all raised Donald Trump signs, and um, you just hear about it, so many uh, things like that happening, and. Um, and it, it, it really, it it really makes me sad that, um, that, that is what we have turned into. Um, now there's a lot of people out there fighting against hate like we are and a lot of other groups. Um, but you know, we have, uh, we have seen a significant increase in, Hate crimes. Um, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I I, think it... I hear you. I, I I do think, yeah, a lot of people they 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 falsely believe that once president, mm-hmm. when Barack Obama got elected president, that we're living in a post-racial society that magically prejudice and racism and hate crimes would suddenly die out because we elected a black president. And, of course, <laughs> rationally minded people said, well, yeah, that's that's bunk. That's that's not, not true. H- however, a lot of people, especially on, on the right side of the political spectrum, they believe this and said, well, you, you can't cry out racism anymore. You, you can't say that minorities don't have equal opportunity or equal rights because, look, our president's black. And and oddly enough, it seems like with his election and reelection, he himself, I don't think, sparked division and racism like like many conservatives believe. However, okay. his election and reelection, they, they kind of brought closeted racists out. They they had been hidden in the closet for quite some time and just trying to keep them themselves and keep the racist thoughts and opinions Hidden, so to speak, but, but once he got elected president, then they, they just couldn't hold in any longer. And then when Donald Trump got elected, well, I guess during, throughout his, all this campaign and the, the hateful things he was saying, the angry rhetoric he was spouting at his rallies, and then his election, throughout, throughout the entire process, it just kind of felt like he was justifying these racist opinions and. And,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of people, a lot of these individuals who voted for him said, well, we finally found a person who we felt spoke for us, who actually gave us a voice. And
3: right.
1: now, now I honestly don't know. I, I don't think Donald Trump really has a a core hmm. of values one way or the other. He just, he just likes the attention and likes money. And so I've no, I have no idea if he intentionally sparked it divide and racism but he did and a lot of these individuals who are prejudiced against women or blacks or Hispanics or Muslims or you name the demographic he's probably spouted angry hateful rhetoric towards them they they now feel like their biased opinions are are justified they're they're legitimized and and unfortunately we're seeing an increase in these hate crimes or these viral videos of people going on these these angry rants against individuals of different right, right. ethnicities or so forth, because they feel you know what we elected Donald Trump as president, and, and so that this means that like
0: he can do our it. Our, he can
1: our racism is, is justified, and we can we can say this, we can do this. That there was even a black stand-up comedian on stage. I don't know, was a couple of weeks ago, and a white man shouted something like. Uh, Trump is Trump is our president now, so I, that gives me the right to call you the N word. So yeah, it's extremely sad, but I think at the same time we need to stand back and and try to see the, the larger picture. The country has what 324 million people. 63 million voted for Trump. And so that I means 260 some million people did not vote for somebody else, didn't vote at all, or couldn't vote. And so. Right. Well, it seems like these hate crimes are definitely on the increase, and it seems like we're going we're heading t- down a dangerous, troubling trend. These, individ- these individuals are outnumbered in this country, and with the increasing diversity in both ethnicity and and I think philosophy in this country, their numbers are going to continue to de- decrease, I think, and they'll be more outnumbered as, as the years pass on.
3: Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, You know, it just it 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 just seems that now, I mean, the GOP is in power everywhere. Yes. And it's going to be a long four years. Um, Mm -hmm. But I hope that um, I hope I hope we can, you know, fight for what's right and and get through it and not let them win. Um, the know, one thing you touched on also that's in power. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> yeah, I know. Yeah, one other thing you touched on I wanted to just discuss a little bit further was fake news. I think. After you brought that up, I thought to myself, "Well, yeah, that's that's kind of a big story in 2016 as well." I mean, fake Absolutely. news has been around for a long time, for a long time, but it just seems to be garnering a, a a larger following on a daily basis, and and unfortunately, a a growing group of people are mistaking it for for actual news, and and unfortunately, many mainstream media outlets they seem have neglectful in, in their reporting such fake news stories as mm-hmm. what they are. And, right. and many individuals, like many Trump supporters, they, they now blow the lines between the two, and, and unfortunately, we have a lot of individuals in this country who now believe that fake news stories are actually facts, and facts are fake news stories. And, <laughs> and I think that's a big, one big reason why Donald Trump was elected president
3: without a doubt. And then what came out today about, you know, the quote-unquote email scandal and what Comey did, I mean, which we knew was a political ploy anyway, but, you know, the more that keeps coming out about that, it's like, damn. (laughs) You know, um, when it, when is it when is it gonna end? Um, and I don't know. Um, yeah, but it definitely like you know, I read an article earlier today, and I believe I posted it. But um, the search warrant that you know they had in the email case with, with Comey. It was it was an it was definitely I think they called it an intrusion into the election and utterly unjustified. I remember I remember that phrase, and I gotta agree with them.
1: Um, yeah, I read that too. It's kind of funny, not ha ha. I mean, Trump all throughout his campaign, he was a master of projection. When, right. when he uh, spoke out against Secretary Clinton or. Or somebody else who may have criticized him or, or whatnot. What he said, he was actually guilty of in the end. And so, when he continually spouted the line, "This election is rigged," "This this election process is rigged," toward the tail end of of the, the campaign, I mean, then all all these revelations come to light about James Comey's warrants not being justified and and Vladimir Putin. Knowing full so well about the the Russian hacking of U.S. intelligence and and probably right. having something to do with it, and, and and basically to help Donald Trump win the election, and, and I mean Clinton did win top the popular vote by two point eight plus million votes, right? But
3: right.
1: based on our current system, it seems like if, any, if the election was rigged for anybody it was for Trump.
3: <laughs> yep. Definitely, and um, you know, I I know that people you know are hoping that you know something's going to happen, but again, you know, the GOP is in charge, and I I don't look for you know I mean I hope it happens, but I don't I don't look for any type of investigation to happen, and you know um i i don't think i i just i think it's gonna <laughs> um, i just think it's it's just gonna go by the wayside like oh, it's no big deal that we did you know we did this with russia um, that's just, that's insane to me it's insanity.
1: The the whole the U.S. just kind of comes across right now as idiocracy or – and Donald Trump himself kind of like the hybrid of the Manchurian candidate and idiocracy. It just everything is kind of upside down. I, I read a poll okay. – I think it was U, a YouGov poll a couple of days ago which showed the approval ratings of Vladimir Putin in this country via party affiliation. And amongst Democrats – Putin's approval was minus like minus 66 prior to the election and minus 62 or vice versa after the election. It, it was relatively unchanged. Among Republicans, they, before the election, they were at minus 60-something, just like the Democrats. After the election, they're at minus 10. They're almost running dead even plus or minus when it comes to Vladimir Putin and their approval of him. And <laughs> And I mean, for for going on eight years now, they they refer to President Obama as a communist, socialist, his followers as commies, and and and, and tyrant Obama, dictator Obama. Many of them approve of dictator, the Russian dictator Vladimir Putin, basically holding their our president, their president, their nominee by the strings like a puppet. And hacking into our intelligence and affecting the outcome of our election, taking away who knows how many of our voices in a supposed democracy. And (laughs) it just seems like everything is upside down right now. You can't tell Mm -hmm. up from down, left to right, anything. (laughs) And it just, I keep wondering if I'm Neo in the Matrix, and I just, I don't know which way to turn anymore.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I totally get that, and you know, I I mean Ronald Reagan has got to be rolling over in his grave with how, with you know how we have suddenly aligned ourselves with Russia. It, it would appear. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, that's kind of ironically funny. I mean, a lot of these Republicans, they see Ronald Reagan as, as a god, basically, the, the god right. of politics, the god of conservative politics in particular. And it, well, he, Ronald Reagan ended the Cold War, and we we love him. He's the best president in history. And now they, they elected Donald Trump. Oh, he's bringing back the Cold War. He's he's going to be the best president in U.S. history. Or what?
3: <laughs> yeah, it um, doesn't make a lick of sense. No, it doesn't. And 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 I just, you know, when I, I mean, when you hear it, it's like when you when you actually think about what has happened, you're like, I, no, this did not happen. Yeah, there's but no freaking did. way. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's just been it's it's been one of the craziest years uh, probably ever I've ever encountered um and you know i i would be lying if i if i said that i'm not scared i mean i think most of us are about what's about to happen um you know i hope i'm wrong but it does sound like i am by you know who he's putting in with his cabinet and advisors and it's like you know, come on, man. You know it's like, a, it's like
1: a huge prank, it's like a huge troll job. I mean Rick Perry who of course when he was a a GOP candidate ranked for president and he forgot the three de- departments he was going to to get rid of if he had become president, the one he forgot was the Department of Energy. And so right. so who did Trump want to nominate as the secretary of, of <laughs> that department? Rick Perry, you know. <laughs> You can't and make it who, who up. He, who does he want to head the EPA? Oh, a climate change denier. I mean, it's it's almost as if he had this right. long list of names and next to them departments they want to destroy or mm-hmm. ab- abolish. And I'll, I'll give them a call and I'll ask them to head that department.
3: <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's, yeah. It's been a year of insanity if I had to put one word on it. Yeah, I think that's a good way of
1: put putting it. And the <laughs> longer you look back, the more you think, this couldn't have happened. I mean, I remember when Donald Trump first announced his candidacy to run for president, and Jon Stewart was still at The Daily Show, and he was about ready to end his tenure there. And he and he heard this. I remember seeing him with his index, index finger up toward his lips and kind of looking up to the sky like he was, in, he was deep in thought. And he was like, wait, should – I don't know. Should I leave now? He's really making this tempting to stay. <laughs> but a lot of these comedians—they just thought it was a big joke, and I think a lot of of people in this country thought it was a big joke. And unfortunately, I, I hear from Twitter followers on a daily basis saying, you, "You know, you realize with this guy as your president, you're the biggest joke in the world." I said, "Yeah, I figured that." But I mean, from the beginning of his campaign, he he insulted POWs. We called out John McCain for not being a hero because he was captured, and he uttered mm-hmm. that line about Mexicans being drug dealers and rapists, and, and the list goes on and on with uh, when it comes to his, his offensive rhetoric. That leaked video from Access Hollywood, oh, grabbing by the pussy, and then 23 women I think came forward alleging that he had sexually assaulted them in some manner or another. And through all this. This man was elected president. It just it boggles All my right. mind to no end. Yeah.
3: Meanwhile, you know, for eight years, we had one of the most amazing leaders I think this country has ever seen, one of the most amazing first ladies by far. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, white people are like, oh, no, it's Jackie O. But, you know, the only thing Jackie O really did that was similar to Michelle is opening the the White House up a little more, you know, and – but Michelle actually, you know, Michelle Obama actually took, you know, pretty serious causes under her wing and ran with it. It made a huge impact, and – um you know i mean they're going to be missed and that yeah, that's another thing i i'm i'm having a hard time knowing that um that that they are that they are leaving um it's it's really it's really got me that oh my god you no know, um can we do a protest to keep them inside yeah. the white house you know, I've heard a lot yeah, of people I have. read an
1: article by, by Andy Borowitz. It's a satirical article, of course. And the headline was something like, hundreds of thousands of protesters gathered outside the White House to try and keep <laughs> the Obamas from, from leaving or something like
3: right. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's... Um, you know, we don't know what's going to happen going into this year, but, um, you know we're going to fight, and I know, I mean, we have some amazing listeners and followers on Twitter that um, I've seen so many people turn into these amazing, you know, advocates now and activists, and if, if 2016 had a good spot, it was that people realize we've got a we. It's a continual battle for good. <laughs> I mean, and that's what it is.
1: Um, yeah, and, and if there's one silver lining from this past election season, I, I hope it comes to life in the years to come, is it, it served as a a large wake up call to the, the nation it's saying that we we can't take these rights for granted we we can't take progress for granted mm-hmm. and if if we don't stand together and and try to move forward with these causes then Donald Trump happens these these elections happen and we we can't we can't do that we 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 have to cherish these little things that we might take for granted on a daily basis but many people all over the world they they can't do such a thing and we, we can't take these baby steps in, in the right direction as right. as stagnancy. We we have to, even though it might be difficult to not move leaps and bounds at a time with these progressions, we have to see it as, as what it is, as progress. And we we can't make it to step, you know, 16 if we, we don't make it a step one and two. It might be a long, a long drive, but the important thing is that we move in the right direction as opposed to regressing.
3: Mm. Definitely. I totally agree there. Um, you know, we've, we've got to, um, we've got to stick together and, you know, this is a time, you know, for everyone to you know really come together these next four years and, and we can't let it stop. <laughs> That's another thing. Is that it, it's a continual um, working on issues and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I. Parts of me wonders. You know, did did some people just think, oh, there's no way he's gonna win and didn't vote or?
2: Yeah, most definitely. You
3: know, I hope it. So 2020, I hope it will trigger, you know, more activism, more voting. Well,
1: I hope I hope before then, 2018, the midterms, Well, oh, that's yeah. that's one area that's one area Democrats have certainly been lacking in recent election cycles are the midterms.
3: Right. That's
1: true. And as President, President Obama could tell us, if if we don't go to and vote in the midterm elections. And and gets uh, progressives elected to the the House and the Senate, and even locally. And there, there's only so much that uh, he can do while in the Oval Office.
3: <laughs> right, right.
1: So, since so you up,
2: asking,
1: them... uh, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I was going to ask. I mean, since you brought up, what about President Obama's tenure? Do you think you'll remember most?
3: For me, personally, this is a man that fought for people like me and my wife to get married. Uh, Marriage equality was a huge deal for me. And I, I, I will really remember him for that. I mean, there's so many things I'm going to remember him for. I don't know. If people are like, that only—that's only for one group of people. Well, I happen to be in that group of people. Yeah. And this is his leadership. I mean, and what he was able to do in the face of such blatant racism from his counterparts no president has ever been treated like he was and I sit back and wonder what if he was able to actually do his job and not have to you know worry about all this other bullshit you know how how much could he have gotten done what about you
1: well, as far as accomplishments go, I, I would say probably the Affordable Care Act. Me personally, mm, I, was yeah. reject, I was rejected from health insurance companies left and right because of pre existing conditions. And so when that law got fully implemented, I couldn't be turned away, which, I mean, it, it was kind of surreal to me at first. Wait, 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 they actually didn't reject me. And so, I mean, from, for, from a personal standpoint, I think that's what stood out to me. I've actually been able to go mm-hmm. to the doctor and get prescribed medication, and not have to worry about going bankrupt in the process. And, right. But I mean, from the uh, more the broader picture, I think, I think well, you kind of you kind of touched on it. President Obama's demeanor, I think, is what stood out to me throughout these eight years. I mean, <laughs> from the get-go, I, I say it was a small percentage of people. But it was still there, and, and it seemed to be ever-growing. These people who did not like him because of his skin color and because his name sounded eh, kind of foreign, right. as they would say, or or Muslim. And so you, you I could receive these chain emails from crazy uncles and former friends of mine. <laughs> we, <with> all.
2: You. <laughs> yeah,
1: we all. we all have that one crazy uncle. And talking about, oh, he might be the Antichrist or – he he admitted in this ABC clip that he's a Muslim and and Barack Obama isn't not his actual name. He's a terrorist named so and so and pretty much every crazy conspiracy you can think of. And right, uh, he he told this for a long time. And from day one in the office, Mitch McConnell and and Republican Congress people were talking about how their main goal was to make him a one-term president. And, and he was a party of distru- of obstruction and. When he got reelected, oh let's make him a lame duck president. And throughout the eight years, I mean every every time he tried to pass some form of important initiative, whether it be with regard to gun violence or health care reform or equal pay or, or what have you, he he had to fight against the Republican Party who just wanted to see him as a failed president. Right. And throughout 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 all this he was always he always came across to the public anyway, as cool and collected. And the only time I remember him he didn't really lose it, but just kind of a look in his eyes like he was disappointed in us or John Stewart did it best. I saw him stand up one time in, in here in Ohio and he even talked about it. You know, I don't see President Obama get mad when he's at the podium, but there's once in a while just kind of let out a heavy sigh and just kinda of look at you like a disappointed father. <laughs> and like, gosh, you people need you. You, sh- you should know better than this. <laughs> and right. so, I mean, I, I I really remember that. He, he seemed to treat people, I mean, the the press, or the people in general, with respect, perhaps too much respect. And when something didn't go right, he kind of, like 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 any father would, he would kind of just kind of shake his head and think, Oh gosh, I'm disappointed. I'm not gonna, am not gonna ground you. I'm not, you're not, you're not in trouble. But I'm disappointed. And but he kept his calm throughout all the, the angry rants and yeah. and false conspiracy theories being passed around about his his name and religion and the Affordable Care Act, etc. He just he didn't seem to lose his cool. I'm sure behind the the scenes he did, but I I didn't see it for myself and. I have no idea how he, he's been able to do that for the net, for the past eight years, and if, if I were him, after he leaves office, I, I I go off to some kind of beach somewhere where marijuana is legal, and I just I just sit back, relax, perhaps read a book, and and pass the ball around.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Absolutely, I mean he deserves a kickback, and but you know, being who he is, he's already said that. You know, he wants to work with some of the young and up and coming Democrats. And, um, yeah, well,
1: I think he'll need to take some time off, though. I think I, I think he, he will oh, in yeah. the end, but he, he and his wife and kids, they definitely need some, some time away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um,
3: and you could see that the other night in that interview that Oprah did mm-hmm. with, um, yep. The first lady, uh, you, yeah, could, you could tell in her eyes. There were there were times where like she was just about to break down, you know, crying. And
0: um, I mean, yeah,
3: if anybody deserves that time, it's them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she talked about how or she's sure, not interested in yeah. running for office, and I I can't really blame her. Yeah, I, I love the first lady, and I think it'd be terrific if one day she changed her mind, and did run for office. But oh yeah, I being, mean, being, being the first lady of, of the first black president and facing all that racism and, and anger and hatred, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would, I'd be done with that also if I were her.
3: <laughs> right. In any
1: In any case, I I feel incredibly fortunate. Incredibly lucky that they were our first family for eight years, and
3: absolutely. I'll be,
1: st- I'll be sad to see them go, but I'm, I'm also thankful that that we had the honor of them being our first family.
3: Right, and quite honestly, I'm so that he is getting out of this job alive. Uh, yeah, fair. e either from stress or from some idiot doing the worst possible thing. Um right. you know, I'm so I'm thankful for that. Um and you know, I I I just hope that um if you know, they are in, are are able to enjoy some time together as a family, mm-hmm. they deserve it. Uh, they deserve a break and um you no. know um, I, I absolutely um, you know i one hundred percent um you know so so thankful um that i that i was able to see this president um do all that he did, um, especially in the <laughs> you know w- with with just how in horrible a, he in was the face did. of such
1: obstruction throughout eight years. I mean, that's right, pretty incredible. right, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, being the music person that I am, I'm also going to remember this year that we lost. Yeah, this is non-political, but damn, we lost some people this year. Yeah. So i you under that People kind of buckle in and let's stay around. <laughs> um, you know, it, that you know that was. I mean, not that you know these people, but you know their their music or their work touched your life and. hmm I mean, some great leaders died this year, and it, it just, it, you know, um, and no, I'm not talking about Castro, um, but, you know, um, that's something else I'm going to remember about this year. I mean, nothing like the political aspects of what has occurred, but... Um that that was one thing I wanted to get in about, you know, um you know, Bowie Prince. I mean, we can't even I mean, if we start naming people, it'll we'll be here all day, but um and then you know, people like Muhammad Ali who just changed so many things and um did so many great things and um <clears throat> you know, um, got a question to ask? What do you think is going to happen on January third? Do you think you think they're going to try to uh, get um, President Obama's choice for SCOTUS in there?
1: I sure hope so. I,
3: <laughs> I, you know, I... Uh, they have every right to do that. And they can get it done that day. There's never been a president who did not get their choice for SCOTUS. I mean, you know, he died, what, back in March? I think it was. And and they have not filled this position on the Supreme Court. And... I mean, that's just wrong. (laughs) Um,
1: It's pretty amazing, too. I mean, when Merrick Garland was nominated by President Obama, a lot of of, uh, outlets, they they released former quotes by GOP Congress people and uh, senators talking about Merrick Garland, and they they had nothing but praise for the guy, how he was nonpartisan and reliable, respectful, and... It was just praise, praise praise, and yet they they won't even vote I mean allow 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 a vote on the guy, and he's been I mean, kind of what's thumbs for how many it, months now
3: it's, it's an election year we've got to wait i mean what it's happened in other election years, and that again that that gets back to how President Obama was treated and yeah. And it was a damn shame, because he will he will go down as one of the best presidents in, in history. Period. That's my opinion, but yeah,
1: hey Well, I mean, you you look at what he inherited and where things are today, and well, the, the numbers exactly. just kind of speak for themselves. Yep. I, I will say one bit, of, even... one bit of good news for sports. I mean, they, this year saw some uh, broken streaks. This year, I mean, between the the city of Cleveland winning the NBA title uh-huh. for the Cavaliers after I down three, to, I know you don't like the... uh... Yeah, they were down three to one to go, the Golden State Warriors the NBA finals, and they, they came back to win the the title. First time the city of Cleveland oh, has won I was anything
3: fine with that. for a while. I and
1: then yeah, and then then uh-huh. Villanova they they, they uh. Broke through a string of early March Madness exits with the the championship. And what else, what else happened here, Tracy? What else? Oh,
3: I think <laughs> you know damn well.
1: Oh, yeah, the is Chicago Cup and won the World Series. First time since 1908. Oh, come on. It's been over 100
3: really.
1: years. <laughs> really? One title after that, 108 years and you still that like that?
3: that? No. I'm a Cardinals fan and the uh, Cubs are just lovely. How many
1: how many World Series since the Cubs won their last one?
3: Eleven. <laughs> Eleven.
1: Yeah, see? Eleven. <laughs> Cubs won in nineteen oh eight and
3: it will take 2016, them over a thousand years at the rate they're going to catch up with us.
1: See, there you go. That's so, the what it look
3: <laughs>
1: But I was I was happy about that. It's a great Game Seven. I like I like the Cleveland Indians, but but the Cubs. I mean, it's, I I unless you're a Cardinals fan like my co-host, it's it's difficult to root against them.
3: Oh please! <laughs> it's not difficult to root against them.
1: This is coming from a <laughs> Cardinals fan, so you're, you're just a little biased, just a little bit.
3: Uh, wah wah wah!
1: You talking to yourself there? <laughs>
3: I was happy for my Cubs friends. I have a lot of Chicago pals. <clears>
1: you
2: sounded so genuine funny. right there.
1: Yeah.
2: Here's <laughs> so another hundred. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Don't listen to the tone of my voice. I'm really happy right now.
2: <laughs> Call me Tracy
1: Downer.
3: <laughs> I am not Tracy Downer. I just don't like the Cubs. Okay. I <laughs> can't help it. So there.
1: You proved your point. Thank you. So there. <laughs>
3: yeah. What's something you hope to accomplish in 2017 as we near the end of the show?
1: Hmm. For our show to keep growing and to actually make some money off it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, yeah, my—I mean, that's for for the show' sake. I I want to um, I want it to continue growing, and um, yes, um, money would be good just to pay for everything. Um, but you know, I I think that um i think that we're in for a good year and um we have grown just leaps and bounds from the time we started it's insane and it's it's because of all our listeners um you know craig and i freak out we've we've got some listeners out on the west coast that are like uh your show is trending out here and we're like what (laughs) and um (laughs) you know not that we don't you know i mean we know what we do is is good work we're not you know i mean we're not professionals but you know sometimes that's what we need in life um just someone to bring it to you like it is and um but, yeah, I I was real, um, you know, very happy about, you know, everything that has happened for this show. Um, we have some amazing listeners. Um, and, yeah, I just hope that this show will continue to grow. Um, and then for me personally, I hope that this damn arm will, uh, heal up, um, I'm kind of tired of uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best, and I'm definitely working hard and all that good stuff. So,
1: my personal note: I just want to say thanks for finding me on Twitter and and conversing with me over the phone, and, and providing me this opportunity to be part of the show, and and now, oh my
3: gosh, it's an honor. rising
1: to co-host of the show. I definitely did not expect this heading into twenty sixteen and I'm incredibly grateful.
3: I didn't either <laughs>
1: for this opportunity and and I, I hope for bigger and better things going
3: forward. Uh, me too, my friend. Um you've become like family to me and you know, and I uh I love you dearly and um you know, I I think two thousand seventeen it will have um many more opportunities uh, for us and for our listeners and um, you know, and what can we say to the listeners? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You have made us what we are. If we didn't have listeners (laughs) and and people that talk about the show, I mean, so many of you guys are always, you know, posting about our show and are telling friends and it's, it's been amazing to watch it grow the way it has. And, uh, you know, we couldn't be there without you, and, um, you know, and and I'm not declaring a war on Christmas. Um, I'd say happy holidays because I want to include everybody. Um, I'm an inclusive person, and I think it's okay for me to say happy holidays, um, to include every single holiday that's happening right now because there's a lot, and um, – I hope everyone has a great holiday season. Craig, I hope you have a great time with your family. Um, I'll be going to see my family for a couple of days. Uh can't stay too long because I've got to get back for physical therapy and all that good stuff. But um look forward to a little time away. And um, then I look, to, look forward to kicking 2017's ass. I think it's going to be a good year for the show. God knows we're going to have so. topics.
1: Yeah, you're not <laughs> kidding. Yeah, it's one thing One thing that comes with a drunk is a lot of conversation.
3: <laughs> yeah, I've tried to look on the good side of things and I'm like, well, um, yeah. SNL's going to be great the next four years. Yeah. Um,
1: so, uh, and I haven't I seen, seen Drump commenting on SNL as much recently. Someone might have told him, you know, when you do that, they're going to come after you even harder next time, you know. Okay, okay. Exactly. Right. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Big Lee. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we're signing off for the year for the two of us. I will be hosting the show on Friday. Um <laughs> the Rainbow Connection. I just thought that was a hilarious name. I don't think I'm going to keep it, but um, it made me laugh because it made me think of the Muppets and Kermit the Frog and not necessarily hey, anything gay. you think of re- Reading a
1: Rainbow. Another re- Reading <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> I can't do anything. Just take a look. It's in the book. It's a Reading Rainbow. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, um, have a good one. I know we'll talk over the holidays and um you know, the week of Christmas we we will not be having a show. Um and but I'm sure we'll start the new year off, um right. Um our our one big guest that you know about, um you know, the person that runs that big group. <laughs> um
1: Throwing out a teas, I like it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, They, I, I i don't even want to say the, you know, um, they will be joining us and uh, I think people will be excited about this. So
1: Call you tea um, teasing crazy. <laughs>
3: it's me. Big yeah. tease. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Within the next week, I should have that set up and I'll share with everybody. So you'll have something to look forward to from the show in the beginning of the year. That means you have to keep tuning in.
1: <laughs> yeah, to be continued.
3: That's right. Gotcha, All right. Was... Well, thanks, everybody. Um, happy holidays. And see you, Craig, at the beginning of the year.
1: Sounds good. Happy holidays to you.
3: All right. Bye guys. Bye. Have a good one.
1: Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
0: chumbacasinocom
1: No purchase necessary. by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?
0: Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back
3: instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count.